0: Hey, baby! Spud here. I've met a lot of people, and i played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where are you baby? How y'all making? All right, thanks for joining me here in another episode of the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with Brian Lagarde of Project NOLA. If you don't know about him, you should. he had been around about 10 years. And what they do is they have their own crime cameras, but it's a non-profit, as opposed to the for-profit things in Orleans Parish with them red and blue lights. Brian Lagarde not only does uh, cameras in New Orleans and in Jefferson, he does them like nationwide. And uh, sends the information back to all these these, uh, units across the country, big ones and small ones. So we'll talk with Brian Lagarde and figure out how you can get a camera in the front of your house right after this. The last place you want to be today is the emergency room. Who knows what you can pick up after waiting hours to see the doctor? Rapid Urgent Care is the answer. Eight locations in southeast Louisiana. Rapid Urgent Care means rapid relief in minutes, not hours. Doctors on site, major insurance in-network, Medicare and Medicaid too. Rapid COVID tests, x-rays, blood work, strep and flu tests in minutes at Rapid Urgent Care. Telemed visits, even some house calls. Just check in online. They'll text when you're next... The doctor will see you, now. Visit rapidurgentcare.com, rapidurgentcare.com. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, conchon and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. Okay, so we're talking to uh, the director of Project NOLA, Brian Lagarde, who uh, was, I mean, how you get involved in this, Bri, by the way? I mean, is, is this something you've always wanted to do, or it was a gig you fell into? You just went, you know what, them crime cameras, and that guy climbing that ladder was such a joke, I just have to do something about it.
1: Uh, I've been at it for a long time. So I guess my career in this began when I was a police officer many, many, many years ago. Too many.
0: I didn't and know you were uh, a so, you know cop at yeah.
1: Du aliens? You know, NOPD. I did not know that. I was, I was back in the nineties,
0: hmm. and
1: uh, so I went from there to the DA's office. I saw how important video evidence was, uh, how it, it works as a force multiplier. Uh, my background, when I was at the DA's office, uh, they had me investigating. I was, uh, sometimes my specialty was white collar crimes.
0: They uh, uh, Harry well, Connick, you, spe- you ain't got a lot of video on white collar crimes, do you?
1: Well, uh, for what I was doing, there was actually a lot of video. So they had me, um, uh, going after, uh, uh, you know, how they get out Capone ends. It was, you know, it, it was more the financial side. So, uh, they would send me at the, on the financial side of, of, uh, some of the organized crime here in, in the New Orleans Metro area. So I was, um, you know, taking the video and, Uh, At the time, you couldn't make it, I'm sorry, you couldn't really buy the equipment yourself. I taught myself how to solder, um, how to build my own video equipment. I started using it on the job, and one thing led to another, and um, over time, I became a video expert here in the United States, and, uh, you know, creating video systems for other police departments, law enforcement entities. That's over the course of a couple of decades, and uh, so after Katrina, we knew how how large of a game changer crime cameras can be uh, when properly used. And we needed, we lost so many officers regrettably after Katrina. They didn't have homes and they moved off. We had the attrition problem. We we had where they, they stopped hiring and this acts as a force multiplier. So, you know, we, we started getting the cameras up as fast as we could and they've done
0: a wonderful job. Oh, I agree. I mean, I'm one of your clients and I don't live in New Orleans, you know, I mean, it started yeah. out the NOLA project, but, it spread into Jefferson. Well, actually, the first time I spoke to you about this, and this was this was ten years ago, I think. Uh, we I talked about you moving into Jefferson Parish, and you were kind of talking about it, but you hadn't really done it yet per se. Not as a whole. I mean, I got people up and down my street with cameras. I live on the same two block long street as uh, District Attorney Paul Connick. so don't come on my street. There's lots of cameras on my street, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: it, it,
1: we did expand. So we expanded into, into Jefferson Parish and then Breton, and Kenner and St. Bernard. And then one thing left after, uh, led after another, and it was Mississippi, Alabama. Uh, now we're literally coast to coast, helping everyone from Los Angeles County to multiple jurisdictions in New Jersey and Florida and many points in between.
0: So you're actually building and installing uh, cameras for them. I mean, you are not accepting their feeds or anything like that. I mean, there's no way you can watch that many cameras.
1: Just the opposite. Yes, we are accepting over 10,000 feeds across the United States into our building here at the University of New Orleans.
0: Well, how many? So what you, we do you, is we provide. You got you got <laughs> a bunch of soap well, opera watchers up in there watching all this stuff. I mean, who can stare at screens for that long? We
1: well, okay, so it's it's easier than that. So we, well, to us it's easier. Uh, so we provide the equipment. We loan it out to law enforcement entities, governments, uh, organizations, business organizations, uh, neighborhood associations all across the country. The cameras connect to the internet. Uh, they stream over here to our server farm at the University of New so Orleans our, uh, that we have in our building here. And then we instantly rebroadcast it uh, uh, with virtually no latency. Uh, back to real-time crime centers that we set up, help set up, in different parts of the country. So it's not just us watching the cameras here. It's the 911 operation centers in different parts of the country, uh, the police departments in different parts of the country, sheriff's offices. Uh, So we just help build the system, and we're here to lend our expertise. We watch a lot of drug distribution, especially a lot of gang activity. Uh, We're very good at spotting uh, illegal carrying of firearms by drug dealers. And so we lend our expertise to local law enforcement in those particular areas, uh, but they're also able to see it themselves.
0: Well, dude, I got okay. Um, I, my cameras in, my, in the front of my house—they aren't very big, but uh, they're obviously cameras. They, you know, you don't exactly know which way they're pointing because it's that that white disc with the with the black glass at the bottom, and so you don't know which way the the camera is essentially pointing. But again, like I said, there's got to be My street's two blocks long. There's got to be 50 cameras on my street. But I I mean, how do you you have to have cameras like that everywhere or or do you have certain areas? Because when you and I spoke and uh, about coming on the on the podcast to talk about this, you were saying, you know, that that you a lot of these cameras are in the less than savory neighborhoods. And I'm just wondering, I mean, do you have to disguise these things? I mean, do they they, do they look like something besides a crime camera? Because it seems to me, I mean, if I lived in one of those neighborhoods and I don't want to be seen, I'd get a 22 and take it out. So, you know.
1: We, uh, we're honestly, one of the things that surprised us over the years, we've been at this for, for just over 10 years now is uh we've had a very small number of cameras actually sabotaged a very 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 small number we've only had one uh shot at um that camera was shot i think about three years ago that was in in mississippi uh natchez mississippi it cracked the lens on the camera but the camera to this day you come over here i can show it to you it's it's still helping to catch bad guys uh and uh uh, as far as crime in Natchez, Mississippi, uh, they have credited us last year for dramatically helping to reduce violent crime there. It's, it's, it's very quiet. Um, so we, even places like in the French Quarter, where we have to put the cameras low, we have to work with Bucharest Commission uh, regulations, put them under balconies, they can't be too high. Mm-hmm. And we were afraid they're going to get tagged, they are going to do something to them, and, and even the ones there that are lower than we like them to be. Uh, we don't have problems with them, because keep in mind, if you're going to do something to the camera, probably the last thing the camera's going to see is your face. And here in state of Louisiana, it's a felony. Uh, so if if you do something to a crime camera, it goes beyond simple criminal damage property. It's, it's a special statute. And uh, so it's not a good idea.
0: Well, yeah. And again, everybody, anytime you say crime cameras in the city of New Orleans, you know, the the image everybody has is that guy climbing the ladder, looking right at the camera with a can of spray paint in his hand, you know. And that was during Ray Ray's administration. And uh, I, I mean, it's just like a big joke. But Project NOLA is not a joke, man. You guys, you, I guess, because you worked for the cops and the DA's office and you understood how all this worked, you really got your act together with these cameras. Because, I mean, I can, I don't, I don't monitor mine. Uh, at frankly much. My wife will, can pull it up on her cell phone and she'll she'll check out things every now and again just to see, you know, what's what. Uh, we haven't had any packages stolen on my street uh, in a while. So, you know, I don't look at it as much as I can, but at any time I want to, I can tap into it and see what's been going on for, you know, however many days since the last time I looked at it. So it's, it, right. I got to admit, it was money well spent. It's a, And I mean, the the week, the monthly payment for your monitoring this thing is like chump change, man. I mean, I'm surprised you don't charge more. I got people who just, you know, they monitor your your, uh, door alarm, charge like four and five times what you charge to, to actually provide video evidence of a crime happening.
1: Well, thanks. Um, yeah, we see that, too. Uh, you keep in mind, we're a nonprofit organization. That, you know, we run the National Real-Time Crime Center here at the University of New Orleans. We're a nonprofit, uh, and we're able to save a lot of money because we built the cloud ourselves. So, for example, like many of the city of New Orleans cameras that you see on the poles, uh, those cameras actually stream to a large company called Genetec, and it's a Canadian company. Uh, they have servers elsewhere in the country. Uh, they are a for-profit company, so and obviously they're going to mark things up. That's what it costs them to do it, and then they're going to mark it up on top of that, and that's what they charge the city. In our case, our servers—they all live here in the building I'm standing in now. Uh, we created our own cloud, we created our own platform, so uh, and we basically charge us charge what it costs us to receive and record the camera feeds, uh, which isn't much.
0: Well, you still could check you could—you could you check could up. My my week monthly fee twenty five percent and I wouldn't bat an eye at it because it's it's certainly well worth it. I got to step away for a second. Can and, I? Can I now? Dude,
1: <laughs> dude I'm not kidding. I'll
0: pay twenty five percent more for it for the service I'm getting. But when we get back, let's talk about the service I'm getting. What people can do to to get attached to this. It's called Project Nola. So yeah, I'm sure you have cameras in New Orleans still competing with the for profit companies. And also, I want to know. How long do you hang on to this stuff? I mean, if nothing's happened on my street for five years, do you still have stuff to go back for five years and see if it's there? Brian Lagarde. Oh, no. Well, that's that's, it. that's what one one I want to know. Brian Lagarde's my guest. Project NOLA is the company that really and truly, if you haven't signed up for it, you, you're, you're it is so well worth the uh, the money for the camera and the setup. And uh, it's so well worth, too, uh, the, the monthly uh, fee for it. Y'all stick around. Coming back on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ask right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right, right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Spud here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, $25 a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game, you can't even tailgate, so what you going to do? Go fishing! Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on LASaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you going to catch? Where you want to catch it? How you want to catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you, and to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV, at the lodge, at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in, just sign up on LASaltwater.com. And we're back talking with uh, Brian Lagarde. Brian with a Y, by the way. Don't confuse them eyes with that. On the podcast podcast, while I'm talking out my ass. By the way, my wife came up with that talking out my ass thing. So she saw this little kid on like, I don't know, America's Funniest Videos talking about, I'll kick your ass. Somebody kicked my ass. I'll kick your ass. So, yeah, okay, whatever. So I'm talking out my ass. Um, how long has Project NOLA been around, Brian? We've been around for, for now right over 10 years. Okay. And, yeah, I spoke to you. The first time I spoke to you, you were, like, pretty much brand spanking new. It was when I first heard about we it. You Yeah.
1: A few it, dozen cameras back. You, you caught on really early.
0: Well, it's, I mean, and when we moved out here after Katrina, you know. Well, you know, you're talking about hooking up. I, I got my I got I my questions, but this one came to me during the break there. Um, I mean, I have a generator. I have a natural gas generator, as does my neighbor. Not a lot of people on my street too, do, but people at each end of the street do. So my cameras are working. My neighbor's cameras are working. At the other end of the street, Connick's cameras are working. There's a lady at the end of the street. She's got a generator. Her cameras are working because the power out was out in this neighborhood for four days during uh, Hurricane Zeta Zeta or whatever. Um, that's, that's, I guess I can say if there is a weak spot, Uh, in in your program it's the wi-fi so if the juice goes out there ain't no wi-fi ain't no wi-fi ain't no cameras is that kind of a safe thing to say or is my my generator uh rocking and rolling
1: well your generator is a wonderful thing so as long as you got power the camera even though it can't transmit to us we do have memory chips inside the cameras so it at least is still recording inside the camera itself when your internet comes back up if something bad happened, we can then go into the camera and pull the archive video off your camera direct. So the cameras I mean, in reality are being recorded to two different places here,
0: sorry, but do, they're
1: do, also being recorded on the camera itself.
0: Do I need to call you or is that something you're going to know because you all have such connections with the cops?
1: Well, we're not going to look at we're not going to need to look at camera video unless something bad happens. So let's take scenario. A storm happens during the storm, looting, whatever uh, you have power, but no Internet. Uh, once your uh, pa- uh, once your internet comes back, then we can go and in dive into your camera, pull the video, provide some law enforcement. So how we find out is uh, law enforcement. We're constantly it's it's uh, you know we're, we're constantly going back and forth with mm-hmm. pretty much everybody around here. Uh, we also have a form on our website where victims can reach out to us direct. So uh, for example, in New Orleans Parish, regrettably because the attrition problem, sometimes it takes a little while for police officers to go out there when there's a burglary or a theft. So uh, we we have a form on our website, projectnova.org. You can go to the top right, click request crime camera video and our video request. And we're able, you know, president can go ahead and tell us something bad happened. um, And we'll go ahead and proactively start working on it and proactively send it to the police before, a lot of times before an officer was even dispatched on it.
0: Well, uh, and, and getting back to my camera when the Wi-Fi... You, it's got a chip in it, so you don't even need to come and get the chip. Once the Wi-Fi's back up, you can go into the camera and get it. So you don't even need to come and pull and my camera, get the chip out of it.
1: As long as your camera comes back up online, yes. Now mm-hmm. we have had situation where in Orleans a particular homicide, and uh, the, the, uh, it was a, uh, a rental, and it was in between tenants. There was no internet. So uh, one of the detaches went up to the camera with our permission, pulled the chip, brought it back over here. We reviewed it together. And so, you know, worst case scenario, the chip can come out of the camera and it can and it can be reviewed by law enforcement or ourselves.
0: And if what happens if somebody has the camera, the place is a rental, and they get they get uh, internet, but they don't want you, which is stupid. I don't know why they wouldn't want you since it's so cheap. But what happens then? Then you can still go. If if the police find something went wrong there, they can still go pull a chip, whether they uh even though somebody else has renting it i mean it's like knocking on the door going hey uh you know i got probable cause that there's somebody in here or i mean do they need a warrant to go pull that chip if they're just looking at something else what i'm just i'm well, just curious
1: if now. it was the, if it's the owner of the property then the tenant doesn't isn't going to turn it off it's it's still going to continue going to us whether the tenant wants it or not because it's the the property owner that's working with us mm-hmm. uh, so now it was the previous tenant that put the camera up our cameras are loaners. There's nothing to purchase.
0: If you want to participate, we're going to loan you a camera. Um, doesn't cost you. you know, yeah, I forgot about that. So I mean, it costs you to yeah, put so, it in, but yeah, the camera didn't cost me anything.
1: So if there's no contract. I mean, easy enough. We say if you're going to move for any reason, you, know, you cancel internet. We got to get this camera back from you, and so uh, so we can use it somewhere else. And that's what people do.
0: Yeah, I remember. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't pay very much to even have it installed. Because I had to have something, you know, tied in because my Internet thing's on the inside of the house and blah, 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 blah. I had to have all that kind of stuff. All right, let's get back to the question I was asking uh, at the end of the last segment is uh, how long do you keep this stuff? I mean, I understand. Okay, if somebody pulls up uh, stuff and I mean, it's now evidence, then the cops get it and they keep evidence as long as they keep evidence. But if I haven't had anything happen in my house in how long? before you're gonna dump dump that uh that digital stuff or take it out of the cloud and make space for other stuff. How long how long I have had nothing really nothing that warranted calling the police in the last say couple, two, three years. Uh so I'm assuming that you're dumping the last two, three, four, five years of the stuff that happened in my house.
1: Absolutely. So we're really big on privacy. And when we first started this decade ago, we asked people what do you want, what do you don't want? And one of the first things that people said is we don't want you to keep the video for months and months and years and years, uh, obviously for privacy purposes. Uh, the magic number is roughly a half a month. So uh, we really don't need to keep video for longer than that. Now, so it's, it automatically gets overwritten uh, after approximately two weeks and um, with, with new video. Now, like you said, anything bad happens, homicide, shootings, having home invasion, rape, robbery, that burglary, whatever, uh, we back up the video, give it to law enforcement. It's pretty much there forever and ever in evidence until it's destroyed by you mm-hmm. know after the court process is done with. but just the normal everyday stuff the, the, the video is recording right now in front of your house, you know yeah, happening, it's happening it should be gone in two weeks.
0: okay, well, let me ask you this though. suppose okay, if I'm gonna go on a trip now I ain't got no money. So if anybody listening to this Uh-oh,
1: I, ain't gonna, I see where this down
0: yeah but I mean if say let's say I went to powerball and decide to take my kids and my wife to uh Ireland for like six weeks um I have, I'm gonna get my paper stopped I'm gonna get my mail stopped I'm gonna forward phone calls that kind of such um should I call you and say hey you know what at my address I'm gonna be gone for six weeks so don't overwrite anything because who knows there may not be a police report on something because I ain't home so,
1: when we set up uh, new counties, parishes, police departments, sheriff's offices, we're able to, we ask them, you know, what do you want us to go ahead and set the server to that's, that, you know, the cameras go to? Mm-hmm. And at that time, we can go ahead and make it longer if somebody wants a month, two months. But uh, on demand, we really can't do much about that. Now, if you wanted to be able to record for longer periods of time, and if you were to call, number one, you know, you tell us you're leaving to go on vacation. And, and ask us to go ahead and keep an extra eye on the cameras, we can do that. Um, but what we'll probably tell you if you're going to be gone for an extended period of time is you can go over to Walgreens or wherever you like to shop, and you can get a larger SD card, and there's just a little access panel on the camera. As long as you can get to it, you just open the access port, take the take our chip out, um, put the larger chip in, and now you can record for over a month if you want.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's a, that, that answers that question. I'll just deal with it myself. Cause I mean, exactly. you, can't, you can't really isolate it that much, really. Not, I mean, not not on a whim, just to look for something for six weeks. I mean, y'all are busy, so you know. Because I know you're a nonprofit, so sure. you don't have 50 people over there looking at this stuff. They got people elsewhere looking <laughs> at it, but you 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 guys don't have time to do that. Okay. I'm cool. Burg- I'm
1: cool. Well, we we actually do. It, it consumes a lot of our time. For burglaries, usually what we have to go by is what time did you you know, what time to you leave your house, what time did you return, or more likely with all the car burglars that are happening, what time did you park the car, what time did you leave. Now, when if your if your vehicle's burglarized, all the people in your block's vehicles can be burglarized, police are gonna talk to everybody, they're gonna find out who went and came at a certain time. So you're gonna be able to usually give us a narrower timeline. Like we, very often, we're looking at several hours of video for thefts and burglaries. Yeah. Um, in some cases, we're looking for over a day. It takes a while, but we do it to that law enforcement. You know, we, we always try to do that ourselves so that it's less work for police officers to do. It's better for us to do it um, than seeing detectives and officers having to sit at their desk rather than being on the streets. So yeah. um, we want to clear them up as best as we can.
0: All right. Now, You're looking for something that happened. Somebody reported something. And like you're looking for a stolen car, see if it went through this particular neighborhood. While you're looking at that camera, you see something else happen across the street or whatever that was not reported. I mean, is that a legitimate thing for you guys to do? Is is you're just another eyewitness or you got to be damn sure what you call the cops?
1: we see stuff like that all the time so you know one person uh reports their vehicle broken into uh we were watching the video on that oh well not only did that car get hit but the car down the street got hit Uh uh-oh why didn't they call the police well it looks like they got an ar-15 out of of, you know out of the truck so sometimes we find especially when a weapon's taken uh you know police aren't necessarily they they might not want to report it Uh, it's,
0: it's sad
1: but uh they, maybe they just think they don't have enough time to
0: report it, whatever the case might be. So. And with a gun stolen out of their it, car. It happens man. pretty often. Yeah, I know. And I've heard stories about FBI agents' cars. You know, like I read a, an FBI agent had a gun taken out of his car because he hadn't even locked it. So guess what? They ain't infallible. What, okay, I'm out of time. Brian, what can people do to sign up for you, find out more about um, uh, Project NOLA, and uh, to get you guys to stick a camera or two in front of their house?
1: So it's really easy. Just go to our website, www.projectnola.org, or feel free to give us a call. Uh, our phone number, of course, is on our website. I don't expect you to write it down right now. Uh, we're here to help. Call, and we're going to look at your neighborhood, look at your house, using satellite imagery. If you're a business owner, somebody can go out to your business, they they're take a look, see what you need. And bottom line is, we're here to help. Doesn't cost much, and the very, 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 very little that people pay us is also tax deductible since we're a nonprofit organization. And the cameras work towards uh, uh, public safety for all.
0: And and is, you don't need a permit for this. You don't need to go to the parish and ask permission.
1: Uh, well, if you're in the, in the French Quarter, you need to uh, work with the Bucure Commission. So if, you know, if you're at a historic house, then you know there, there might be something you need to do for for your particular neighborhood. Yeah. But for pretty much everybody else, no, if you want it, call us. The camera goes up.
0: There it is. Brian Lagarde, appreciate it, man. Go catch the bad guys. I um, good to do that. You take care, Scott. Thanks for calling. All right, man. Talk to you later. Spot here. You know I like to tease attorney Mike Brandner. Go big or go home. Go, Mike. Mike's got the big one. And he sings that little song he has to. And Brandner laughs at the joke, too, because he's got a great sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. But you know what he does take seriously? His clients. When it comes to fighting in court for the interest of his clients, that's where the laughter stops and the serious work begins. He's not afraid of the insurance company lawyers because he used to be one. And now he's on your side of the aisle, and that's where you want him to be. Get the big result. Go big. Get Mike. 345-1111. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez les bons temps rouler. All right, so uh, Brian Lagarde, man, from Project NOLA. You can't beat that price with a stick. i got to tell you, I would pay 25% more in a heartbeat, and it still would barely scratch what this service is worth. Anyway, uh, look them up, ProjectNOLA.org. Right, uh, thanks for joining me tonight on the Spudcast podcast. podcast. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to talk to Adrian Bruno about uh, Mardi Gras businesses. But in the meantime, you can follow me here on Red Circle, on uh, Spotify, on Google Play. You can also find me on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. And I'm also on Twitter at SpudGotDat. At SpudGotDat. If you want to sign up and uh, have the Spudcast email directly to you, send me your address, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. See you guys tomorrow. Be safe. Watch out for the crazies. Uh, But I'm a gone pecan.